Welcome to Safe Dividend Investing, podcast number 79 on August 31st of 2022. In addition to answering the usual five questions from investors, I will finish reading from chapter six of my first investment book, Income and Wealth from Self-Directed Investing. Question number one. Why do people pay for advice from professional money managers when they can just invest on their own and pay nothing? Those who have never invested have been brainwashed into believing that only professionals can possibly make any money on the stock market. They are convinced if they invested on their own that they would lose all their money. They've also been conditioned to believe that you must speculate by buying stocks at a low price and selling them at a high price. They are totally unaware that great wealth can be realized from passive investing. You can be assured that the investment advisors out there aren't going to promote this belief and attack anyone who suggests that with a little education, anyone can make money on the stock market without the help of an investment advisor. They have their incomes to protect. Most people do not grasp that the stock market is a simple mechanism that allows optimistic speculators to buy shares or a piece of a company from pessimistic speculators. One thinks the share price is going to increase. The other thinks it is going to decrease. The optimist is anxious to quickly buy the stock before it increases and costs them more. The pessimist is anxious to quickly sell the stock before it drops in price and he loses money. Almost all speculators lose money over time trying to time their buying and their selling of stocks. However, there are a minority of investors who only buy shares in financially strong, long-established companies who have for decades had ever-increasing, not outrageously dramatic increases, share prices, and paid ever-rising dividend payouts. Investing steadily and carefully in such companies, these investors aim at reaching financial independence where they can live off their dividend income for the rest of their lives without having to work. Such investors can, if they invest their dividends, double the size of their investment portfolio at ever shorter periods of time thanks to a compounding effect. Interestingly, even in market crashes and recessions, the dividends of such companies are paid steadily. Why? Because optimistic and pessimistic speculators only control share prices. They do not control the profits from which dividends are paid. When you invest in a company, you're really investing in the skills of their executives to make revenue and expense decisions that will result in profits. 
Question number two. When do you sell a stock that has gone up in value and buy another one instead of holding on to it forever? Just because a stock has gone up in value is no reason to sell it. Buying a stock at a lower price and selling it at a higher price is what speculators believe is the only way to make money in the stock market. However, I understand very few speculators make money over the long haul because they usually get the timing wrong. They buy a stock at its peak with the greedy expectation of making a big profit and they sell it at the bottom out of fear that they're going to lose all their money. I've made seven figures in the stock market by buying financially strong companies paying high dividends. Yes, such stocks do exist. I've made a six-figure dividend income from this portfolio for almost 20 years. When I buy a strong stock, I have no intention of ever selling it because I know that even through market crashes and recessions, such companies pay their regular dividends, even when speculators may have driven their share prices down by 50%. Strong stocks recover and reach new highs. However, the highs are almost meaningless if you have no intention of selling the stock. To minimize the work, I limit my portfolio to 20 such stocks. I monitor them a few times a year by scoring them. The score measures 11 data elements and is out of 100. If the stock score drops below 50, while at the same time the dividend yield drops below 5%, I look for a stronger stock to replace it. This rarely happens. I can go for a year without making a change to the portfolio. I average a dividend return of about 6% a year and see an additional capital gain on average of about 13%. Investing this way can double a portfolio in five years if you keep investing your dividends. If you want more details on scoring and investing this way, do a Google search by my full name. Question number three. How can you tell a company is doing well financially without looking at their stock price or market cap? Are they paying ever higher dividend payouts? Dividends are paid out of profits. Do they have a high operating margin, which is another indication of a profitable company? Have their sales rose continuously for many years? Has their book value increased steadily for many years? Are analysts rating the stock a buy or a strong buy? Are they paying all their suppliers with an agreed-to credit terms? A stock price is not necessarily an indication of whether a company is or is not doing well. Stock prices are the result of competing optimistic and pessimistic speculator bids. It is the revenue and expense decisions made by company executives that make profits and establishes the company's financial well-being. There are many companies whose share prices have soared who have yet to make a profit and cannot yet be classified as doing well financially. 
A market cap is just a market cap. It indicates size, but not necessarily financial well-being. In building my stock scoring software, the price of a stock was only one of 11 data factors loaded into the matrix in order to identify financially strong companies. Question number four. How can you protect your stock portfolio from a sudden stock price drop? Stock price drops are largely irrelevant to me. For the last 20 years, I've invested in financially strong companies paying high dividends. I live on the six-figure income from the dividends. I learned by studying decades of share prices and dividend payouts that most financially strong companies continue to pay their dividends during the 2000, 2008, and 2020 market crashes. In some cases, they even increase. How is this possible? Because share prices are controlled by the competing bids between pessimistic speculators and optimistic speculators. However, profits from which dividends are paid are controlled by revenue and expense decisions made by a company's executives. There is no direct connection to share price. Profits and dividends is just one influence on the decisions made by speculators. Thus, during a market crash, I can see my portfolio drop by 50%, but since I have no need to sell shares for income, I relax and wait for the share prices to again reach new record highs, which they always do. Stop market drops are going to happen, and you only lose money if you sell at the worst possible time. The interesting question is, how do you determine if a stock is financially strong? I develop scoring software to do that, which I provide with my books. Question number five. How do you filter out the distracting stock market noise from the media? Only buy financially strong stocks that pay high dividends that you can live off of. These are stocks that you never intend selling. Then sit back and relax. The chatter of the media just becomes a background buzz that you could ignore or tune into if you are bored or curious. Since you are not speculating, there is little point in following every gasp and wheeze that takes place every day in the stock market. Investing this way can bring in a steady annual dividend income worth 6% of your portfolio, while at the same time, these strong stocks should be generating an annual capital gain of 13%. You can double your portfolio's value in five years if you're reinvesting the dividends. I will now continue reading from chapter six of my book, Income and Wealth from Self-Directed Investing. This section is called How to Select a Stock. You have established a trading account with a financial institution of your choice. For tax reasons, only stocks 
traded on the Toronto Stock Exchange are being considered. Why? Because if Canadians invest in U.S. stocks, they encounter both foreign currency fluctuations. As I write this, TD Bank reports the U.S. dollar equals 1.34 Canadian dollars and a 30% U.S. withholding tax. Income tax breaks for Canadians are only available on dividend income from Canadian stocks. There is also the reality that if you live in Canada, you are much more aware of how changes to the laws and economy affect your stocks. Note, international diversification is realized by buying shares in large Canadian companies who do billions of dollars in business around the world. There are 4,468 companies listed on the Toronto Stock Exchange. Of these, 2,421 are larger companies registered on the Toronto Stock Exchange and 2,047 are smaller companies registered on the more junior venture exchange. The 2,421 larger companies on the Toronto Stock Exchange must have tangible net assets exceeding $7,500,000 to qualify for listing on the senior Toronto Stock Exchange. Out of these 4,468 Canadian companies, we want 20 good ones to invest in. Our definition of good means paying good dividends, showing the possibility of future share price increases in multiple industries. You start this search by going to the search engine Google and entering TD login into the search pane. Here I skip over several of the more detailed aspects of finding a stock and I pick it up again where it says, price of a stock is an important selector. Public companies live and die by their share price. Why? Because companies tie executives' incentives to the share price. Executives of large, publicly traded companies always want their company's share price to go up so they can make money on their stock options. At the beginning of the year, a senior executive, as an incentive, may receive an option to purchase several thousand shares at a set price at the end of the year. If, at the end of the year, the price is higher than the option price set at the beginning of the year, they can sell their optional shares without having to buy them and pocket the difference. The capital gain between the option price and the new market share price. If given 10,000 option shares at $50 and at the end of the year they are now $52 a share, you would have made $20,000. That would be 520,000 minus 500,000 equals 20,000. The tax and capital gains is 50% of the regular income tax rate. Note, a low share price may show that the company has difficulty in attracting investors. If it cannot attract investors, the share price will not realize a capital gain. A lower price stock under consideration should get extra scrutiny. If you were investing 
5% of your money in any one stock. A $50 stock limits how many shares you're going to buy. If the 5% represented $50,000, you could only buy 1,000 shares at $50 each. If that same $50,000 was buying $2 a share, you could buy 25,000 shares. If the $50 share dollar a share goes up $1, you will make $1,000. If the $2 share goes up $1, you will make $25,000 on the same $50,000. If you have chosen a good $2 stock, it is far more likely to double in price than a $50 stock. To quickly bring your portfolio down to a manageable size, select dividend yield criteria. Using a dividend of 3.5% as your minimum dividend criteria it now brings the number of stocks down to 2,317. This is still too many. You could increase the dividend percentage to a higher number like 7% to bring the number of stocks down to a reasonable number to review. However, it would eliminate many excellent stocks like major Canadian banks who do not have to offer a high dividend percentage to attract investors. Banks keep on increasing the dollar amount they pay out in dividends. They do this to maintain their dividend yield percentage at roughly the same number in relation to the share price. For example, initially the share price is $100 and the dividend is paying $4.50 annually. This equates to a 4.5% dividend yield. When the share price increases to $200 to keep the dividend yield at 4.5%, they would have to increase their dividend payout to $9. If your objective is to realize a dividend yield of 6% from all your stocks, you must take more than just the bank's current dividend yield percentage into consideration. Most corporations do not pay a dividend. Why are dividends important? If a company is paying a dividend, they know that if the dividend payment to shareholders is eliminated, then the stock price will most likely drop drastically. Their executives' bonuses, such as stock options, hinge on increasing the share price. The executives will do everything they can to increase dividends. This not only enriches the executives, but the shareholders as well. If you want to own stocks that pay dividends because it is insurance, then at least you are going to make something on your investment. The price of a stock will go up and it will go down, but the dollar amount of the dividend paid out will usually remain steady. Dividends allow you to weather those times when the share price may fall. Beware of stocks paying dividends of 10% or more, especially if the company is operating at a loss. Dividend money must come from somewhere. To stop the share price from declining, some desperate companies may borrow the money to pay the expected dividend, or they may even sell assets to pay the dividend. This weakens the company. It is possible for a financially strong company to pay a dividend of 10% or more, but it would be unusual. A good company doesn't have to bribe investors with a high dividend to keep its share price high. 
A dividend is your share of the annual profits from a successful operation. The company keeps profit money for taxes, research, and development to pay dividends to the shareholders who invested in their company. They may pay as much as 6% of their profit in dividends. Dividends are taxed at a lower rate than the salaried income. A person in the highest income bracket in Canada is paying a 54% income tax. If all your income were from Canadian company dividends, you could, on an income of $75,000, pay as little as $2,000 in income tax. Since the corporation paid income tax on what it earned, having to pay income tax on a dividend income is a form of double taxation. The government recognizes this and thus provides a lower tax rate on dividend income. Note, as the share price increases, the fixed dividend yield percent will automatically decline, and when the share price decreases, the fixed dividend percentage will automatically increase. Dividends is still a discipline on company executives and focuses them on results. Companies that do not pay dividends argue that they can invest the company's profits better than their shareholders. Studies have shown that companies not paying dividends do not invest their profits any more wisely than shareholders who receive the dividends. To bring 2,317 stocks down to a manageable number, we next go to volume. You now set the selector to exclude companies whose trade less than 442,000 shares daily on the Toronto Stock Exchange. This brings the number of stocks for your consideration down to 52. Out of these 52, you should be able to find 20 good stocks to put in your portfolio. Note, if you cannot find enough companies to consider, then you keep reducing the number of shares being traded daily to increase the number of stocks being put forward for consideration. The price of shares has little to do with dividend income. When the market goes down, it only means that the price of most shares has gone down. It does not mean the dividend payments have gone down. One major benefit of owning good dividend stocks is that you can afford to pay minimal attention to their fluctuations in the overall stock market. For over 100 years, the stock market's value has risen higher after every decline than it was before each decline. It may take months, even a few years. That is why you do not sell a dividend stock when the market goes down. If you have the cash, you buy good dividend stocks when the market goes down because they will then be at a bargain price and will be the first stock prices to rise. Thanks for listening. If you wish more information on investing and stock scoring, please visit my website, www.saferbetterdividendinvesting.com. Thank you.